Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Today's Issues is the name of this show. Thank you for listening to AFR. We're here for another 25 minutes with this program. Then Dr. Alistair Begg will be here with some excellent Bible teaching. Um, I'm Tim with Fred and Steve Paisley. Jordahl joins us in Good studio. Good morning. Ray Pritchard's in Kansas City, KS. And uh, as we've already mentioned, uh, we have like a 70% a 70 degree temperature <laughs> differential. Poor Ray's up there inside. You said it's 18 if you were open your door. 17. It's still 17. <laughs> it hasn't gone up a bit in the last hour. So if Marlene opens the door for more than five seconds, you tell her, shut that door. Shut the door, honey. Shut the door. <laughs> it's freezing up here. <laughs> Well, if you just go a few hours south of where that's right, just come south where come where where Ray is here, uh, where we are in Tupelo, it's eighty five today. Yeah. It will be the five, yeah, is, wow. which is which which is about twenty degrees above normal. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's crazy. Uh, the 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 uh, you said uh, Southern California is going to get a some kind of blizzard. or There's something? a snow warning for Southern California. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so you see, folks, why they why they uh, the uh, climate change people had to change from global warming to climate change. Exactly. Uh, they'd be being mocked right now <laughs> with this frozen temperatures right. taking over. Uh, I think mo- they are being mocked right now. I know. <laughs> but the, So they changed from global warming and said it's climate change. That way they can take claim. Mm-hmm. They can claim everything from c- cold to, to hot to <laughs> wet to dryness. They just say it's yep. all... Caused by uh, your you driving your van. Yep. Uh, so in, in the United States. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, what was I going to mention? Something else. I gonna, oh yes, I was going to mention. So our uh, we had a birthday a celebration for one of our staff here this. Yes, morning. we did. Yes. And our human resources department. We we sang happy birthday to this person and. And wished them, you know, a great day, uh, and celebrated with them. And then our human resources department, who, who do an excellent job here, they said, "Now join us uh, for donuts." Yeah. And so they got this table full of donuts. I'm talking, <clears throat> just make you cry. Donuts, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're so good. They were. And here's the deal. It's contradictory, though, because they advocate, right, our HR department all the time, how to live healthy, you know, eat right. And then they, and then they tempt us with the donuts. Yes, I do not understand. I'm so confused. They tell you, eat right, exercise, be healthy so that our health insurance rates don't go up. Everybody join in. Uh-huh. And then and then every birthday party we have, they lay out these uh, sweets that uh, – did anyway, you, did, I, did you have did you have a donut, Tim? Uh, yes, As I did. As the leader did. of the yeah, organization, I felt I I, well. It. I didn't want to waste money. No, <laughs> I don't know who paid exactly that. Exactly right. <laughs> don't want to throw them away. No, I, we weren't going to throw them in the trash can. Right. I mean, that would no, be a waste of, of money. I tell you what, though, I did um, warm a warm to me a warm blueberry uh, donut mm-hmm. has now moved into the top twenty th- best things in life. Oh. 
Yep. It was mm-hmm. 21 on my list. Fitness. I do this about every year. I update yeah. my list. And warm blueberry donuts have now moved to number 17. That's good. Pretty nice with a coffee. <laughs> it was, it's, it's, it's divine in your mouth. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And the coffee, had a coffee, oh. some good coffee to it right mm. there. Anyway, yes, to answer your question, I did have one blueberry muffin, about 350 calories. So I've, I've got a salad and maybe some veggies left for the day. <laughs> That's it. That's all you're going to eat. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just don't like burning burning uh, half your day's calories on, you know, on breakfast. But yeah. anyway. It was a good birthday party. Our colleague turned 40. Yes. And oh, someone found yeah. glasses with four zero instead yeah. of the regular lens. Yeah. yeah, it was four zero, and we made him stand up in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah. but it, it was it was good. <laughs> a lot of fun. It was good. All right. Uh, by the way, Abraham Hamilton the third. Hopefully, he's going to make it over here uh, to be on with us for a few minutes. Our uh, constitutional lawyer. We have a qu- we legal question for for um, Abe. But uh, maybe he'll be over here in a few minutes. Yeah, I hope he comes because my parole officer is <laughs> kind of anxious to know the answer to this. Ah, good one, Steve. <laughs> Where is it? No Paisley today, right? No, not today. No Paisley okay. today. All right, what do you got? What- All right. Um, well, as you guys uh, know, uh, President Biden went to Kiev uh, in the middle of the war zone uh, to visit uh President Zelensky. And and one of the things that happened is they were walking around, they were walking out and an air raid siren went off. And some people are asking, was it really an issue or what happened? Russia reportedly misfired a test fire of something at about the same time. Anyway, to listen to the uh, mainstream media on this, oh, President Biden is the bravest and most elegant president Ever. Listen to cut 11. Joe Biden has put solidarity ahead of his own personal safety. Air raid sirens and no real guarantee of security. As air raid sirens blared. This was incredibly dramatic, Andrea. It was historic as well. Historic, timely, and brave. The first American president to go to a war zone with no U.S. military presence for security on the ground. Uh, American presidents have made dramatic trips before Nixon to China, Kennedy, Reagan to the Berlin Wall, and presidents have visited U.S. troops in war zones, but never like this. To find a, a day of this kind of presidential bravery in a war zone. All right, I got, got it. I got it. I got it, Steve. They call him the savior of Europe. Yeah. Who? Biden? The last, the, no, the, the, the news. Call, call who? Biden? Biden yeah. Oh. yeah. The only thing that was missing yeah. on these networks... They didn't run a banner across the bottom that said, vote Biden. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was implied. Right. Uh, Well, uh, are you saying the air raids were manufactured to make a photo op, Steve? Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying that, but I've heard. (laughs) I've heard other people say it. (laughs) Okay. Well. uh, Maybe not. They didn't seem to go for cover. Didn't seem to be surprised by it. Well, uh, listen, whatever you think of the uh, war effort and our participation in it, and we there's a lot of disagreement even among conservatives and liberals yep. about how much we should be engaged with uh, the Ukraine-Russia war. That's to be debated. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he's a, a, should be sainted. For, for going over there to Kiev. But that was that was an act of bravery uh, and, and solidarity. 
Now, Biden's a true believer in the cause of the Ukraine yep. and Zelensky. Again, I'm not necessarily saying that's – I know everybody's different on that, but Biden is. He's all in, right? Mm-hmm. So to go there uh, and show solidarity, I don't I – don't, Ray, I mean, I, I don't have a, a necessarily – I don't have a criticism for Biden on that one. No. Presidents do this kind of thing all the time. And um, you, you mean I, go, go, they go around the world to different right, places, right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. I'm. Am I glad he went there? I suppose my attitude is it, it's fine. It was a show of support for President Zelensky, and I'm glad nothing happened to him. I'm glad he got got there and got out safely. Right. Now I, I understand that the United States uh, tipped off Russia to say our president will be on the ground in Kiev. I, I read that. Oh. So a lot of things happen behind the scenes, even in times of war that we don't necessarily hear about or aren't made public. Uh, you know what I'm saying? There's there's a lot of times there's lines of communication available, even though they don't talk about it publicly. Which is a wise thing to do, because sometimes when presidents go into these kinds of situations, they'll be escorted by fighter jets. Air Force One will be escorted right. by a fighter jet, and you don't want that getting on the radar of Putin. Where the Russians and the Russians shoot something down they didn't mean to because they didn't know. Yes. So you uh, tell them. Even though they're at war yes. with the Ukrainian people, they don't necessarily want to be at war with the United States because they, cause they fire a fire at our president who's mm-hmm. coming in to support yeah. Zelensky and, and Ukraine. Next story. All right. Um, you may remember back on January 20th, and I believe that was the uh, celebra- the March for Life uh, <laughs> in Washington, D.C. Uh, many groups and go to Washington, D.C. to take uh, to participate in this. One of them was a group of uh, pro-life kids who were there, and they decided while they were there, they were going to visit the uh, Smithsonian Air and Space Museum. That's a. Have you ever been? You've been. To this oh museum. yeah, many oh, times. Oh, it's a yeah. great, uh, great museum. Anyway, they wore pro life. They wore hats that had a pro life message as a way of expressing their belief, and also as a way of finding each other in a crowd. And the guards kicked them out, or told them they had to take the hats off if they and they they wouldn't because of the message. Because of the message, pro life message. Well, that got some interest from uh, some Republican congressmen, Senator Tim Scott and Ted Cruz, along with a whole bunch of others, wrote a letter to the uh, to the Smithsonian, the curator there, and said, "What's what's the deal?" Well, they got a le- they got uh, an answer back here uh, yesterday, and uh, what the Smithsonian is saying is this was an aberration and not reflective of Smithsonian values and practice of well welcoming all visitors regardless of viewpoints are the people going to be disciplined that kicked them out no it was not a willful violation it was a misunderstanding of the rules <laughs> yeah well it was ridiculous and they they did apologize pretty quick when uh when this news story broke uh the smithsonian did because they realized the management realized what their uh, I don't know if it was the security officers or whoever decided we need to kick these kids out because we don't like their pro-life message, which is absolutely un-American, unconstitutional, and 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 uh, bigoted. And so they, but um, but the Smithsonian came and said it's a misapplication of our what? What they say? It's a, not a willful violation of our policy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> 
<laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. They, they said, you got a pro-life message, get out of our museum. That's yeah. pretty willful. Yeah. Huh? I'd like to know. I would just what, say our, I would just say our, the people who did this were ignoramuses and shouldn't have done this. And they're, and they're being suspended for two weeks. And if they ever do it again, they'll be fired. Thank you for writing Senator. Yeah. Huh? Go ahead. I, I, I'd like to they said the rules. All right. Show me the rules. I, I want right, to see, right. I want to see the memo. Well, what, what are the rules? Now, a lot of, a lot of places do have rules with respect to dress codes. Oh, sure. Uh, no shoes, no sir, shirt, no service. We've all seen those. Yeah. Also, who wants to go? Who uh, a lot of a lot of establishments have rules against uh, uh, obscenities on T-shirts. Yeah. Right. And we understand that. But uh, a political or, or, or a viewpoint message, whatever it may be on an issue, again, as long as it's not uh, profane, profane or obscene. Uh, you know, you don't discriminate based on that. That's a violation of the Constitution, and and uh, this, especially a, a government a museum, open to the public. So, anyway, next story. All right, um, it's sometimes fun to uh, listen to uh, the heads explode on the left when something happens, and they are exploding. After Senator uh, Speaker McCarthy gave Tucker Carlson forty one thousand hours of uh, of Video of the January 6th riot at the Capitol. 41,000 hours? 41,000 hours. How long does that take to go through? About 41,000 hours, I think. Um, I asked for that, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Keith Overman, Keith Overman was, was uh, opining on to, this. Do I have to hear him? You don't. I can go on to the next story if you want. Yeah, but. I don't want to hear that jerk. Go ahead. Let's move on. All right. <laughs> Keith Oberman, absolute jerk. All right. Um, did you see the survey that um, – did you guys talk about the survey that talked about the number of – the percentage of Gen Z that is claiming to be – No, go ahead. Uh, this is according to a new survey. Gallup showed that about one in five Gen Z identify as LGBT. That's seven times more than boomers. Which, which some people are asking the question, if you're born this way and it's immutable, how did all of a sudden we're getting more people born this way? Because it's not. Because it's not? It, it, by the way, define, um, I know what baby boomers are and I know what millennials are. What are Gen Zs? Uh, Gen Z is the, uh, well, now they're up, uh, I think they're up 25 or so. What now? Uh, up to about age 20, 25. They're young. The youngest generation that we've named. Okay, so the today. younger generation, 25 and under... <clears throat> Their, their public, uh, the surveys have been taken, and one uh, one out of five of, of those American falling in that category are now identifying identifying as identif- LGBTQ LGBTQ elemental. That's lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, questioning, and other. It doesn't mean queer. Could mean queer or questioning. There's a there's a bunch of different. All right, you know what's going on here? It's sad and tragic, and I hope this is a uh, – we would get <clears> – well, uh, I hope this changes pretty quick. What you got going on here, uh, That that's not real, okay? Now, I'm not saying the survey isn't real. The survey finding that one out of five of these young people identify as an alphabet, one of, one of the alphabet. Right. Uh, 
I, I'm not saying that survey isn't real. I, I do. Uh, I don't have any reason to doubt that. What I'm saying is that one out of five uh, 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 Gen Zs are not uh, LGBTQ. All right, they're not. In, in fact, a, in right. fact, what it is is <clears throat> this is going to sound crazy because there it's pop culture's influence. All right, it's trendy, it's faddish, it's cool. The cool kids now are the are the transgendered. I mean, that that sounds nutty to baby boomers in particular, but that's that's where the young people are today because of pop culture, I believe. So, um, uh, you know, it's it's cool to be one of these LGBTQ. Uh, so I don't, I don't, but I don't believe in actuality. I believe, I believe by the time these, these people are 30, 35, they're not going to be identifying in this way. Probably not. And with the help of social media. Oh yeah. They're constantly. Oh yeah. Bombarded with it. Yes. You know, Alice and I, my wife and I, we watch HGTV some, I don't know if you, most everybody knows what I'm talking about, right? Those home modeling, remodeling shows and Mm -hmm. so forth. Now, since she's, she really. Uh, enjoys him. I, you know, I can take them or leave them. Although I like, I like some of them, especially the, um, the Chip and Joanne. Uh, the, that's kind of who started that. The Gaines, and then, mm-hmm. and then the other couples. I like the ones with the married couples with the kids, and they show them uh, building a family business and changing. Uh, that's all wonderful. But man, they HGTV. They got into where now you can't even flip it over there. Uh, Harley, and you, 50% chance you're going to hit an LGBTQ yeah. um, storyline. I mean, so I don't uh, I don't know why I told you that, except that fits in with the with the survey that yeah. you talked yeah. about. It's bit, That's being pushed on HGTV and across a, a lot of platforms and networks and uh, social media companies, yep. LG, LGBTQ. And if you say anything against it, you're you're banned. You're uh, that's uh, you know you're you're a hate group. You're a hater. Of course, you're a bigot. All those things are not true, but that's the way they label you to get you to be uh, silenced. Abraham Hamilton the third, who's not silenced, uh, is uh, with us here this morning. Uh, he was with us yesterday, uh, but we had a story we want to ask you about. Good morning, brother Abe. Good morning. Did you ever watch HTTV? You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about, and I can't watch it because of that. And, and it's intentional effort. There, There is not – we know population demographic-wise it's not That's what I'm many, saying. But they're intentionally put it put it in your face uh, to create the result that we see happening in this, the survey that you shared about the young people identifying because they think this is the, this is a cool thing. This is the trendy thing to do. Uh, but in, in, I flipped over there. We flipped – Allison, I flipped over there last night. You know, Channel Flipper, right? To HGTV, and they had a show with two gay guys, and they were helping two lesbians. Mm. I thought, boy, they they're batting a hundred percent right there on their. On <laughs> Even their, if they are batting for the other team, on their agenda, <laughs> on their agenda, yeah. on their agenda. Okay, Steve. All right, pitch the question to our lawyer here. So uh, there has been a grand jury convened in Fulton County, Georgia, to look at uh, whether or not President Trump and his team. Interfered with the election in 2020 there, and uh, the grand jury just was dismissed and filed a report, I guess, with the the attorney general or the whoever it is that files 
um, indictments. And the grand jury foreperson, her name is Emily Coors, she'd been making a media tour, and she'd been saying some stuff. I want you to hear cut six. This is Emily Coors. We know that you all heard at least of uh, at least one call that Donald Trump was on during this period. This yes. is the infamous call that the, the whole world has, has heard as it was released when yes. he was speaking to Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. But in terms of just calls and recordings of calls, are there others of those? I can tell you I heard other phone calls. I don't think I could name all of them right now if I wanted to. <laughs> After 75 witnesses in eight months, it gets hard to keep all your bits straight. Other calls that Donald Trump was on? Yes. I'm positive I have heard the president on the phone more than once. She's also said that there's going to be a long list of indictments that are possibly coming from this. And I'm hearing from uh, Democrats mostly saying, shut up, you're endangering the prosecution. And my question to you, Abe, is this putting the investigation into some peril? It, it could be. Um, grand jury proceedings, most people know this, are supposed to be secret for a reason. Um, they're not supposed to disclose the content of grand jury proceedings uh, publicly. But when you have this happening, you not only have the, the p- potential of having violations of grand jury laws, which could maybe invalidate the grand jury service, but you also have potential for tainting a jury pool. For people who don't know, the, the function of a grand jury is to establish the baseline burden of proof in order to uh, prosecute a case at trial, which is uh, which is to establish preponderance of the evidence, basically. Uh, and that preponderance of the a- evidence being established is simply stating that there is enough here to accuse someone formally of a crime, not to convict them. But when you have a grand juror, in this instance, the grand jury foreman coming out and discuss- discussing substantive evidence that was presented during grand jury presentations in private, uh, she has the potential of jeopardizing the entire prosecution if there is a prosecution to come out of it. And so um, she, and here's the other thing. She knows that she's violating her oath uh, because grand jurors are warned before they're impaneled as to what the parameters are of their grand jury service. So she's looking for her 15 minutes of fame. She's probably looking for a book deal. She's probably looking for some more spots on MSNBC. Uh, but in the process of doing those things, she could very well be invalidating the very uh, legal proceedings that she attempted to preside over as a grand juror. When would we know? When would we know that this is tainted or not? Well, you, you'll know very soon, depending on how, what the law enforcement entity does with it. So once a grand jury is sworn in and they do their service, it will be up to the prosecutorial entity to determine whether to proceed or not. What are, what are they? We got about a minute left. What are they? What, what's the major claim against? Uh... Is it vote, vote, voter tampering or tampering with an election? What What is the? They're trying several things, and one of the most that I've who's heard that, coming out of this, when I say they, that was presented, that the the law enforcement, the prosecutorial's office, the attorney general's office presented the grand jury to in consider Georgia. in Georgia was not merely ele- election tampering. Perjury is one of the things that they are considering. Is this where President Trump's on the phone saying, find me some votes? One of those phone yeah, calls. Yeah, that's one of the phone calls that they're alluding to. But, but. Uh, did I misquote the president? No, right you there? didn't. No, you didn't. But I, he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't asking the attorney, the uh, election Secretary official, State, to, yeah. to make up votes. He was saying that they're not reporting these votes right. correctly. Gotcha. Context. So find out Context. why and why we're not getting the votes we need to be gotcha. getting. Gotcha. Yeah, he, he, president Trump wasn't saying invent me some votes. No. Right. He was saying there are votes. To, there are votes, and here's where they are, and you need to. 
count them all. That's what he was that's, saying, right? Yes, that's the context for that particular comment. That's why he probably won't be indicted, I don't think. President Trump I'm talking about. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Thank you, Abe. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. My pleasure. Fred, thanks. Mm-hmm. My thanks to uh, Chris Woodward and Brent Creeley and Alex McFarlane and Blueberry Donuts. <laughs> and Ray. And, yeah. We'll see you tomorrow with Trivia. For, and Ray. Thank you, brother Ray. <laughs> you bet. Sorry thank about that. Guys. All right. See you.